my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I am so happy to be with you today. So (laughs) today's episode did not turn out the way that I thought it was going to be. Today I'm talking about using coaching in your healing process from love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation. And I thought that this was going to be a different topic, but as I started teaching, I was like, this is something that... Um, I do get a lot of questions about actually, and you'll hear this in the intro, uh, when I do the transition, uh, you know, I had someone who was asking questions about, um, the different methods of healing from love addiction. So this person talked about wanting to find a love rehab, uh, after learning about love addiction. And I was like, well, that actually exists. And I kind of talked about it. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about what love addiction rehabs and centers like that look like. However, I'm really going to focus on um, using coaching as a tool in your healing process from intimacy disorders like love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation, which is what I support women with, um, helping women become more love balanced in their relationships and exit codependency, exit um, low self-esteem, learn how to be more self-assured and choose partners, relationships, friendships, and engage in family relationships in a way that's honoring to their self-esteem and to their self-worth with love avoidant ladies, helping them become more love available, letting those walls down again with healthy others and, um, really moving towards relationships and initiating and being vulnerable and being open versus shutting down when they have all the skills that they need to, to do that and to justifiably do that, but to not limit themselves when it comes to love, when it comes to friendship, when it comes to connection, um, and when it comes to their relationship with themselves, because a lot of times love avoidant women are avoidant with themselves before anybody else. And then with my love deprived ladies to become more love nourished, to learn how to treat yourself not only as an option, as the option and learn how to put yourself first and learn how to engage in pleasure and and self-awareness and to feel um, nurtured and soothed and loved, right? So these are all things that we all want. And so what does it look like to have a coach assist you in this process um, versus what it looks like in therapy? And you'll hear me talk about this in my explanation. At no point am I going to be um, dishonoring therapy or discrediting therapy. For those of you who do not know, I am a former therapist who now operates full time as a coach. And I operate, I was a therapist, a licensed therapist for over 12 years. And I love therapy and I believe in therapy. And I know from personal experience and professional experience and being on both sides of the chair and on both sides of the screen that the process is different and what you use um, coaching for versus therapy is different. So I'm going to be talking about the different intentions of both um, parallel, like the parallel approaches versus this versus this, because I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to choose or one is better than the other. When really, depending on the stage you're in, depending on what your goals are, depending on what you need, you one or both one, one or the other may be a better fit, or you may want to use them both in conjunction. If anything, I have more women who have therapists that they really love and that they support, um, or that they have felt supported by, but they've reached a plateau and they need something more. So, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about coaching versus therapy when it comes to healing and weave in some of the things that I've seen here during my time. And so, um, I hope that you find this helpful and let's go ahead and jump on in. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.
Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. So when it comes to matters of the heart and healing, I think most of us only have a handful of known resources that we are told that we can tap into, right? So therapy, of course, um, we're all told to go to therapy and find a therapist or a counselor. Um, Coaching, there are millions of coaches out there. And even though that sounds like an exaggeration, it might not be. There are so many coaches, there's so many of us out there that you can choose from to help you when it comes to relationship or self-esteem issues and all that stuff. Um, And there's millions of books and everything as well. But there are some other options that I don't think are really top of mind for folks. And so I had one person who um, posted on a recent TikTok that said that they were having some problems with their love addiction, and they really needed to find a love rehab. And she was just saying that casually, but she didn't know that there are actual rehabilitation centers that have rehabilitation programs for sex and love addiction or love addiction or love avoidance. These are inpatient treatment programs. I'm going to say some names of some centers or say a name of one of the bigger centers. I am not affiliated with them. I am not endorsing them. I'm just giving you a name so that you can, if this sounds interesting to you, you can get on your Googles um, and see what keywords and language that they use to find something that feels like it is a good fit for you. But one of those programs or one of those centers is the Meadows. The Meadows, the Meadows is a long standing, well-known center that um, helps people with a lot of co-occurring addictions. So whether or not it is drug addiction, um, love and sex addiction, codependency, and they have, um, it's been a minute since I've checked it out, but I'm just going to say last time I checked, they had one, two, or four week intensive programs where you would go live on campus and you would do group therapy um, multiple times a day. You would be taking classes. You would be doing daily individual therapy, depending on what you're there for. There may be family therapy. Um, And that is kind of like one of the gold standards of treatments. And then of course there are so many other centers that um, came and follow suit with that. And actually the Meadows is where Pia Melody, who is considered one of the pioneers of love addiction support and treatment. She wrote the book facing love addiction, which again, if you get on your Googles and go on Amazon and search for love addiction is probably one of the ones that has the most reviews or has been read the most um, out there. She was um, at the Meadows. She started at the Meadows, um, when she created her, her model. So, so these types of love rehabs exist, right? And, and an issue that some people have when it comes to having those types of programs be accessible, this may not be everybody, but I'm going to share this just because it's going to lead into the different alternatives I'm going to be talking about today. Um, if this is the right fit program for you, um, 
and or if you've been to these programs before, I, I really hope that it's giving you everything that you needed and more um, or that it does give you everything that you need and more. But one of the things that I found when I was still practicing therapy and helping people work through these things is the accessibility to these inpatient programs was kind of hard. Not only were they typically, you know, in a different state, um, if this person had uh, a partner or kids or a job, not being able to take extended periods of time outside of their job or responsibilities at home was very hard. Um, the financial component, um, unfortunately, you know, these types of programs um, tend to be depending on your budget, they can kind of hit the limit for, for many people. And a lot of these programs are either not covered by insurance outright, or if they are covered by insurance, um, it, it can still cause a little bit of a struggle. And then what really hit me the most when I would think about these um, intensive programs, especially the friends that I had that went to these programs, um, they would love some of them. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to endorse any program other than than others because it's been a while I don't know the people there anymore I have not um, I don't have an ongoing relationship with them but I can speak from what I saw from friends who went to some of these programs is that being there was great because you kind of had like a little bubble and you got to really focus on yourself. You got to be in recovery. You got to go to meetings. You got to have all this attended care. You didn't have to worry about food. You didn't have to worry about all this stuff. It was in a, usually a very beautiful location, you know, with trees and, you know, and calming music and your own room and all this stuff, right? And then you come home and life hits you. Your ex is still there. Your phone is still there. Um, all the temptations that you used before, all the other co-occurring disorders, whether or not it was alcohol, drugs, shopping, numbing out, um, families, uh, family member relationships that triggered the hell out of you, um, broken friendships, you know, and you're in the inpatient treatment program and it really helps you develop skills and it really helps you learn about what you're needing, but life can come at you fast. And when you're in intensive outpatient programs, the really good thing that they do give you is you do uh, get an aftercare plan. You know, they should be connecting you with a therapist in your hometown. You should be continuing to go to meetings often. So that is not this stark contrast. However, um, coming out of that bubble is kind of hard um, or very hard. And it can be very, very stark and striking. So that's why when I was thinking about, you know, I'm doing therapy with people, helping people heal from love addiction and love avoidance and sex addiction and all this other stuff. And then I'm also simultaneously seeing the impact of people who are doing coaching um, or wanting to offer coaching because this is back when I was first getting started. I was thinking about how I would love, I would love to have the experience of an inpatient treatment program that would help people heal from these things, but that they can do it online in the comfort of their own home and learn all these things that they would learn in inpatient treatment and beyond. And a lot of things that I would see, at least from the parts of the curriculum that I could see that weren't there at the time and give them group access and give them some group support, um, and that they could keep with them so that they didn't have to worry about this drop off so that they didn't have to worry about this really um, difficult transition. And so that's where the recovery school program came from. That was literally why I titled it the way that I, I titled it because I wanted people to learn about recovery. I wanted them to learn what it looks like in all these different corners of their life. That's why, especially those of you who've been here, been with me for a minute, or, you know, you've come to open houses or you've heard me talk about this program, there's the main curriculum. And then there's all these smaller programs that come along with it, um, to supplement the main, the main, um, the main things that people learn, because I just know, I know from personal experience and I know from watching other people and helping other people that this stuff is nuanced, that we continue to grow. We continue to have different levels. We have um, different needs. And e even though there's a lot of overlap and what brought us to these places, some of us need to go deeper and deeper areas. And so um, I created the recovery school to be an answer to the working woman, the working professional, the single mom, the whoever wanted to have that 
breadth of knowledge and that breadth of support and still have access to group and community, but could not give, you know, 20, 30 hours a week to it and could not leave um, their their house and also needed to or wanted to learn how to integrate this into their everyday life and also to have access to it long term so where there wasn't all this pressure that they had to get it all done within a certain time frame right that they can continue to have it and grow and expand with it as the program grew or come back to it later if they ever needed to work through it again so that's why I created that and that's also why I transitioned out of therapy, being a therapist into coaching full time, because y'all have heard me say this 89 million times. So you're going to hear me say it again because it's the truth. Uh, I loved being a therapist. If I could clone me and put me like on a different timeline and have a full therapy practice and still do coaching and still be a mom and still do all this other stuff, I absolutely would. Um, I loved being a therapist, but the reason why I transitioned out of being a therapist into being a coach is I would see women in my recovery school program be able to do things within a few weeks or a few months that women that I was seeing every week for six months to a year or more could not do yet. And they had, they had full access to me. They full have full access to my support, to my care, to my, um, to my expertise, but the methods and the purpose of therapy is different than coaching. So let me go ahead and transition to talking about the differences between that, um, those two methods for you to decide what works best for you. Um, and neither one is better than the other. It's about you figuring out what is it that you need in this moment when you're with your healing process. Um, you, again, the, the metaphor that I used in the other episode that talked about therapy versus coaching, I talked about therapy as being our family doctor. We don't ever go through any point of our life where we're like, you know what, I'm old enough or I'm healthy enough to where I don't think I need a doctor anymore. You're always, as long as you are here on this earth, you having access to a physician that knows you, knows your body, that can help you as you become sick, as you have hiccups that come up, as you may have surgeries or incidents or, you know, your body is growing and changing and, and adapting, that you have someone who is there with you who can help you through that, right? But there are certain parts of your health and your healing that your family doctor uh them helping you with that is outside of their scope or you need something that's a little bit more focused. And so um, let's talk about a little bit, a little bit of these differences here. So straight off the bat, something for you to know is that a therapist is a licensed mental health professional. They have gone to school, they have gotten training, they have gotten supervision, they are paying licensing boards to make sure that they are ethical and that they treat you um, fully, that they, because as a therapist, as a licensed mental health professional, they are in charge of your mental and your physical health, right? Because we, we all know between uh, depression and suicidality and um, anxiety and some other disorders that may impact how our brains and our health functions, you know, between addictions and some neuro, um, neurodivergencies and all these other things that you need to have someone who is equipped and who is constantly getting training and continuing education to support you with this, right? And also has a regulatory board to make sure that they're not taking advantage of their clients and that they're doing right by you and that they are protecting you. A coach is not a regulated profession. Um, prof profession. Anybody can call themselves a coach. Anyone can say, you know what, I think I know what I'm talking about. And other people have told me that I know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to name myself a coach. I'm going to decide what type of coach I am. And I'm going to build a website or I'm going to, you know, get some business cards. And they are now a coach. There are for sure certifications that people um, can take. And that can be part of their marketing to say that they are a certified coach. But because it is unregulated, I would really encourage you to check their credentials by way of what testimonials do they have. Watch the person for a while if they have an online platform um, or go to their events in person if they um, are local to where you are and kind of study them for a while to make sure that they can actually help you with what they say that they can help you with. Um, this, I would give that same advice 
when it came to therapy, as far as making sure that you screen a person to make sure that they are a good fit for you, because whether or not it is a coach or a therapist, this is going to be someone that you're going to be talking pretty intimately with, whether or not it's a business coach or relationship coach or something else, you always get connected to feelings. You always get connected to your thoughts about yourself and other people to help you move forward and solve a problem. So if you are connected to someone that you don't feel trust and safety with, if you're connected to someone who um, uses a shame-based approach, if you're connected to someone who um, you know, it's kind of flying by the seat of their pants, which I have seen on both sides. I have seen the most amazing therapists and I've seen people who need to spend a lot more time on the other end of the chair to work out their issues versus bringing that to the room on their clients. I've seen the most incredible coaches who came from a completely different field, but the area that they are coaching in is their God-given gift and they are phenomenal at it. And I have seen and met coaches who um, are supposedly experts and have a whole lot of, you know, time and experience in something. And I would not let them tell me which way to go to the grocery store. So you need to, you need to figure out who is the right fit for you and what feels good for you. And don't ever be shy about testing that discernment. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. With that said, a, a therapist, because of their training, even if they specialize on one issue, because every therapist has to get a breath, a wide breadth of training as far as like family relationships, um, social dynamics, mental health, psychology, um, psychological disorders, uh, and all those things. A therapist can help you with a wider range of issues. 
if you say something that's not, again, let's say you're going to someone for a specific issue. Let's say you're going specifically to a grief therapist and that is her specialization. If you say something about what happened with your marriage, they will be able to pick up on that and either refer you out or talk to you a little bit about that. Like it won't be like, oh, we got to stop session because that is totally outside of my scope. You know, especially if, again, if they're a therapist that's good at rapport building and making you feel safe, you know, they're not going to be that uh, um, abrupt about it. But they can kind of navigate and discern what is happening for you and put all those pieces together. When you're working with a coach, for the most part, they are trained to help you or their, their level of expertise is to help you with one certain area. If you're trying to go to a coach, especially, I think, I think sometimes if you have a really good coach for whatever area you're going to them for, and you start to build a whole lot of trust with them, and you, you see their expertise, it can, it's natural for you to want to start to talk to them about other things as well. Um, not realizing that um, they're very good at that one area, because that is her gifting, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it translates everywhere else. I've seen this when I've been in business programs, business coaching programs, and you know, working with a business coach who's just so on it and they're so uh, clear when it comes to talking to customers and helping you with your own limiting beliefs and all those other things. And so, um, I've watched people want to talk to them about like their relationship issues or, um, other deeper issues when it comes to their trauma and lack of self-belief, but they're not a therapist. And so they don't know how to appropriately guide that person. And so they're like, you know, kindly, kindly stop the conversation or bring it to a close or pivot or something if they're still if they're good and sometimes they may give kind of a it's not meant to be dismissive but it feels dismissive like one of those well you know you just got to believe in yourself and you've just shared something that's very vulnerable and very open and I'm like oh yeah that's that probably didn't go over very well you know and probably made that other person feel as if they were silly for sharing that but that's not the case it was just the wrong um setting to 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 share that in uh, one of the benefits that i have heard that clients have had working with me when it comes to being a coach is my therapeutic background so i am not your therapist to be clear if we ever work together i am not your therapist um because there are other limitations so I'm going to sh share in a moment. And there's different methods that happens when someone is your therapist that does not happen or cannot happen when someone is your coach. Um, the, the roles and the scope changes. But one of the benefits is I can see where things are connected and I can see where some limiting beliefs and thoughts come from because of what I've trained in and what I do. And I think that's also what's connected to all of this anyways, you know, love addiction, love avoidance and love deprivation are all trauma responses, right? Um, learn trauma responses and learn ways that we have built to cope. And so it's about us unlearning that and doing something different, replacing that. So a therapist will help you find the space to process what you're thinking and what your issues are and where they come from and what you're feeling. You know, they are not going to give you direct feedback all of the time. Um, depending on the therapist style, they may say, hmm, uh, well, I'm trying to think. Hmm. A therapist, depending on their style, may have a moment or two every once in a while that's like, oh, girl, no. But that's part of them joining with you. A good therapist is you are they're not going to set you up to feel as if you've done something that that's wrong or that you're in trouble, that you're going to be judged by whatever it is that you do. Part of what makes therapy so magical is that you can come in there and say anything. And that person is going to be warm and non-judgmental and hold space for you and help you kind of think critically or think, uh, change your thoughts or examine in a different way your perspectives and what's going on. So that's where our, the curious questions may come up like, hmm, I wonder if you've ever considered this or they might not, they're not even going to put the word you in there because that sounds too, that can be too provocative. That can be too targeting. So they may just wonder out loud, hmm, I wonder if that's what they thought when they said that or... I wonder if that's how it always has to be, right? It's a very, it's a very impartial, but still very skilled 
set of helping you become the expert of your life, right? Um, which is great. And sometimes, not only when you're in crisis, but when you are really, really wanting to create change, you're like, okay, understanding myself is great. But what do I do now? Right? Your therapist is not going to tell you what to do now. He, she or they is going to help you figure out what you want to do now, but they're not going to tell you. When you're working with a coach, a coach should come with their own prescribed set of methods, uh, of solutions, of suggested next steps where it makes sense and it fits for them to give you feedback, for them to guide you, okay, this is where you are now, this is where you want to go, these are the different paths that you can take, right? Now, with that, I need to be clear that you are still the one that's in charge of your process, right? Again, I know that there are some coaches, this is where there may be some dissenting opinions or experiences, but as an adult working with a coach, you are the one who's in charge of your own process. Your coach can tell you, hey, this is what I think you should do. But if you think that you're going to, if you end up doing something else, that person is not going to reach through the phone or reach through the screen or reach across the table and be like, you know, shame you for it. I know that there are some coaches that do. There are some coaches that their approach is uh, tough love or being really direct, um, calling you on your stuff and all that. Um, and if that works for you, great. Uh, I, in this field where I am working with people who have deep abandonment wounds and, and rejection sensitivities and traumas, no matter how much I may want to say sometimes, girl, get it together. That's the last thing I need to say because they're already saying that times plus uh, some things that are a hundred times worse in their head. Right. And that's actually what's making them go and do these things. And they already don't feel enough. They already feel broken. So me smacking them around verbally is probably also what their parents used to do. So here I go recreating their own family trauma. Like they need a whole different set of, um, of experiences and they need to learn that they can move forward and they can learn from their mistakes and they can change their mind and they can change their path without feeling like crap. And so uh, me as a coach, I try really hard to not shame people. Y'all hear my teaching style on the podcast. So, of course, you know, if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you a direct answer. And I might think it's fluffed up and it might not be. (laughs) But I am never going to come from the approach of like, let me let me blast in their face what they're doing, because that's really going to teach them. That's not my approach. But if that's what you need, if you want, for whatever area of your life that you are working on, then you can seek that out. But again, if you're listening to this podcast, I would practice some curiosity around what part of you may feel more comfortable when someone is yelling at you or belittling you versus treating you with kindness and respect. Why is one more comfortable than the other? Um, and what does one make you feel versus the other? And just just practice some curiosity around that. Working with a coach, it is typically an accelerated process. So there's typically a short-term container, a package, uh, a cohort time that you're working with a coach because, again, they're coming with a method, they're coming with solutions, they're coming with a process. So you have this window of time that you're either going to achieve a goal during that window of time or learn the skills that's needed to help you continue past your time working with your coach to achieve the goal. Therapy is a long-term process. It is slower. Um, It's about building together. It's about building yourself. It's about exploring things that have happened in the past um, and becoming curious about that. And by doing that, of course, your life does change. You get more awareness. It helps you um, be more emotionally regulated. It helps you unlearn the 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 automatic reflexive responses to triggers that uh, that you've had before it gives you more insight about limiting beliefs and all that stuff but it's very it's a lot slower it is very much um the experience that many of you have probably had when you've had a therapy uh therapy session with a therapist that you really enjoy it's like dang it's been 45 minutes already (laughs) That's it. You know, like you, it leaves you wanting more. Um, and with coaching, 
it is, you know, you're coming in to figure out, okay, if therapy is about looking at the past or maybe what's happening right now, coaching is about, okay, so what are we building towards in the future? If we do look at the past, it's about, okay, that didn't work, let's address this. What is it that we actually want to move on, move, move towards? It's more of this energy of, okay, so that happened, now what? What are we doing now? Because of the deep access that a licensed professional therapist has to you, to your mental health, a lot of times the role, like the heavy amount of trust and vulnerability that comes with working with a therapist, again, there are so many licensing bodies and protections around them ethically and legally to make sure that you stay safe. And some of those includes having these containers of, you know, having limited amount of time that you can have sessions that looks like if you do talk outside of sessions that it can't be for an extended period of time, um, especially informally. Otherwise, we do need to start to count that as a session time because we want to make sure that there's no dual relationships, that I can maintain a role as your therapist and not shift into being your friend or your babysitter or, you know, the, your, your party buddy or whatever other role that sometimes people can, can confuse when you're telling someone about everything in your life and you really like them and you really trust them and you feel really safe with them. Um, there needs to be containers there to make sure that, um, make sure that you're protected emotionally. You know, unfortunately there are cases of therapists who have taken advantage of their clients in many ways. And you do, we, we have these things in place. We have these boundaries in place to make sure that you're not on the other end of it. And if you are, that there are appropriate next steps and measurements that can be used to keep you safe. A therapist relationship with a client is more of a provider patient one. And in that respect, even if you're feeling like really cool and close with your therapist, know that he, she, or them, they, they are still a provider and they are still going to make sure that they handle you with that professionalism to, again, to keep you safe and also to keep them safe as well. A coaching relationship or the amount of communication access between coaches and clients is dependent on whatever the coach wants to do is totally based on coach preference and the way that they want to deliver their services. So I know that there are some coaches that literally only do text-based support with their clients, whether or not it's some type of Facebook group or, um, you know, private group forum or text directly. And there's no one-on-one -on -one access as far as face-to-face -face or over the phone. And there are some coaches that that is their only form of support uh, via extended sessions one-on-one. -on -one. Um, there are some people who do a hybrid approach of doing some of that with the ability for clients to reach out to them in between sessions. There are some people who have very small hours uh, of office hours of when a client can do that in between sessions. And there are some people who have like 24 seven concierge access. There are some coaches that only coach and support within a group container and one-on-one -on -one access is not available. And so you see them once or twice a month or um, um, once every week, depending on whatever their group program is that they will answer questions. And some coaches will only answer a few questions for the support of the entire group. And some people will make sure that they answer everybody's questions. So there is a big variety with that. But I think, at least for me, one of the benefits that I found when it came to coaching is that I could help people in between those direct service times when I couldn't do that before. You know, I could have a client who may have reached out to me in between sessions, but I couldn't go in detail with him or her about what was going on uh, without having to enact some of these other very um, important boundaries to make sure that the boundaries of the uh, provider relationship were being maintained, right? Um, to make sure that we weren't slipping into something that was more informal. And by being a coach, again, even though it is a formal agreement that y'all are working together to unlearn some things or heal some things or achieve some things, uh, you can have more of those informal types of communication in between if that is what your coach wants to do. The way that 
my coaching programs work at the time that I'm recording this is my main program, the recovery school. Um, I do a group coaching container, which I've talked about why that is many places before, which I'm not going to get into to very much detail here outside of saying that research shows that healing intimacy disorder happens quicker and better um, in group settings. But in, in addition to that group support, there's a group community access and then I also have some private options as well for people who would like to work together privately. And then um, I do a hybrid of that reaching out to me in between sessions, again, depending on client preference and all that. So um, make sure that the access of the coach fits what you need. Here, I'm going to share with you some topics that I have seen from the jump that outside of healing from love addiction and love avoidance and all that, that I personally have had to reach out to outside support, outside of therapy and otherwise, specifically to coaches to support me with that have really helped. And um, those areas are mindset and self-belief and also some relationship issues as well. Okay, so mindset and self-belief and getting that direct here are these alternative thoughts. This is how you retrain your brain. Here is a process to help you create a new system and how to think about yourself and how to operate. Um, and getting that very crystal clear. Um, you know, I reached a point in my healing where just talking about something kind of felt more like I was ruminating about it. Your girl loves to talk. I love, I'm a verbal processor. I can talk and I can talk about it all day. You know, I can paint a beautiful picture. I can write a story about it. But there came a point in time when I was like, okay, I've, I've understood this enough. Now, how do I move forward? What, tell me how to get out of this cage that I've built. And, you know, there's not enough, like I have all the self-acceptance that I need. I have all the self-compassion that I need. Now I need a new set of behaviors. And so coaching is what I needed to help me create those new set of behaviors and new set of beliefs. And for people to be very direct with, um, this is where the problem is. And this is what it looks like. And this is what problematic thinking and behavior is. And this is what you do instead. So um, that was very supportive for me at that time um, and very similar when it came to relationship issues or even dating support. So for me, uh, coaching, and I, I think this is also the experience of the clients that I serve and other people who've done coaching, it's not even about whether or not the concepts that you learn are necessarily novel. Um, a lot of times it is, especially if you are really needing support in an area, part of that Next step is learning a process, learning information about what some of the roadblocks are and all that stuff. But that's not quite exactly where the magic happens. That's where revelations can happen. But the magic happens when you are about to apply it and then a roadblock happens and then being able to ask a follow up question of, OK, so what what do I do now or what happens here or um, talking through what some of your limiting beliefs are about that. If there's anything that you're learning that you're like, well, I don't think that that could work because of this, having someone to bounce that out, bounce that off of and talk through why do you think that way? Um, what has happened in the past that has led you to believe that or how, what have you tried before that was exactly like this or similar that did not work and why didn't it work so that you can get a different perspective because maybe it didn't work for you. And the way that the process that is laid out to you, laid out before you or given to you, um, is not the right fit for you and you need adjustments and you need someone who can stay neutral and not go into the, Oh, this is never going to work. And it's always going to be this way. And why is this so hard? You know, someone that can stay objective and stay neutral and stay along walking alongside you to provide that accountability so that you don't get lost into the weeds. Because especially if we're dealing with matters of the heart or places that we have felt rejected or overwhelmed by it's very easy for us to leave leave that objectivity, no matter how much we may not want to. So again, having someone who's there to say, okay, well, let's consider this, or let's try this, or to be right there to bounce back that question or hesitation that you have that limiting belief that usually is the one that sabotages you and gets in the way. That's what helps you continue to make momentum It helps you continue to make progress and helps you start to believe in yourself, start to believe in yourself, start to believe in your own thoughts, you know, 
I used to say as a therapist and, and I think all therapists uh, have this catchphrase, right? That we are, we're supposed to be working ourselves out of a job. We're supposed to be getting you to a place to where you feel confident, that you feel secure. And of course, you know, many of us may have long-term relationships with our therapists that last even beyond past when our treatment goals are met because it is such a safe space, because we are maintaining our progress, because, you know, it's just considered a second home to us, right? Um, And that's, of course, for those of us who've had really good experiences, but for sure for a coach, for sure, a coach is designed, a relationship with a, with a coach is designed to help you with a specific set, uh, a specific area of your life. Um, it really is supposed to get you to a place where you feel equipped to keep going, to make these big jumps, to heal or resolve whatever it is that you're working on, or again, be in progress to where you continue to make momentum with them. Now, with that said, if you have a really good coach and someone that you trust and someone that has helped you be successful, it can absolutely evolve to be one of those relationships that you just continue to go back to, that you continue to get support from because you know that when you talk to him, her, or them, that they are going to help you bridge whatever um, thought gaps you're having. They're going to help you feel really good while you're doing it. They're going to know what they're talking about, right? It's not as if you graduate and you're not ever allowed to get support from that person again. But again, um, the, the way the support looks and how targeted it is and how specific it is and how solution focused it is, is very different than what happens in therapy. So most coaches, especially if they are trauma informed, are going to tell you rightfully so, that coaching is not a replacement for therapy. And again, it is a continue, it's a very different process. Even me and my programs, and it's in the, every person who joins the recovery school, there's a document that you sign. It's the course user agreement. And one of the things that I say there, um, I, I list out, there's a whole section that talks about how this is not a replacement for therapy, that if there's ever anything that comes up, that I will say, this may be something for you to talk with your therapist about, especially in areas of like deep seated trauma, like sexual trauma, or some really deep, complex PTSD. Of course, all the things that you learn in a program is going to help you have a better life and, and have skills that assist you with um, how you think about yourself and anxiety. But that deeply, um, deeply Uh, I don't want to say ingrained, that's not the right word, but you know, that type of trauma that really gets into your nervous system and is very triggering. You need to have someone there ground level, talk with you and walk with you through that, um, to provide a really safe, intimate container for you to process that someone who's trained and how to attend to the, the verbal cues that you give, the physical cues that you give, the nonverbal cues that you give, um, to really help you work through the things that come up. So for you, you need to decide where you are in your process right now. Are you at a place where you just really need to explore, that you want to go slow, that you really want to take your time and allow yourself to work through this process at a really steady pace um, and really build an intimate connection with someone that, you know, is going to be hopefully lifelong, long term. And that is what really feeds your soul um, for you to kind of look back at the things that have happened and gain some understanding around them, gain some clarity around them, learn how to let those things go. And that's what feels more nourishing to you right now when it comes to working through your healing process. And if that's so, therapy is perfect. It is a perfect place to be. And if you're at a place where you may want those things and you want some of that more direct, targeted, solution-focused here are our goals. This is what we're trying to work on. These are the skills that we're going to learn when it comes to um, unlearning being love addicted, love avoidant, and uh, love deprived to actually walk in being love available, love balanced, and love nourished, which is a process that I take women on in my coaching program. Then, then the recovery school is a really great option for that. I mean, it's the option for that. So I would love to have you if that sounds like something that you are wanting to focus on and learn more about. Again, on Wednesday, September 20th, I am having the open house for women who would like to join my September cohort to work through these things together. 
and to learn these skills and to bridge all of these gaps. So you can register your seat by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash open house. Again, for the women who attend, there will be a special incentive for those of you who are able to join. If you're not able to join, that is totally fine. I want you to make sure that you are in the right place for you for your healing process. I In the open house, in addition to talking about the recovery school, I do teach a full lesson on the healed and love woman framework, which is what I just said to go from love addicted to love balanced to go from love avoidant to love available and to go from being love deprived to love nourished and so that is what the first half of our open house is about um, to help equip you educate you and also let you know let you know if this is the right place for you is this actually what you're wanting to work on is this actually the process or the um, the direction that you want to go to be able to be more available in relationships with healthy others to learn how to be more balanced versus codependent, um, to be more connected to your self-esteem, to learn how to give to yourself, um, to make sure that those are the right goals for you. And so uh, we break all those down, all those things down together. So again, blackgirlsheal.org slash open house and uh, the chat. I usually for the open for the open houses, I keep the chats uh, private or anonymous so that you can ask any question about what it is that you are there to work on, um, any issues that you are having and to ask me directly to see, OK, is this something that this program or this process can help me with? And if so, how? Um, again, to make sure that you see if is this the right fit for you or not. So um, be ready to come with those questions if, if you're able to attend. So I hope to see y'all there. And for everyone else, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I will see you in our next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.